In January of 1985, I traveled to Italy and Israel. I spent that January term of my junior year at Furman University earning course credit in the history of the Italian Renaissance and the archaeology and geography of the biblical world. I had never seen the Holy Land, and it was my first trip to Europe. Truth be told, it was about my first trip outside of Lawrence County, South Carolina. As we traveled across Italy, touring countless cathedrals and castles, I was awestruck by all the woodwork. All the woodwork. Amazing, the detailed carving in everything. I was mesmerized. And I came home determined to learn to build some furniture and to learn to carve and inlay and to truly craft wood everywhere, in everything. All this intricate work, it was just amazing. It's in the details. When I read good writers, I am amazed at their craft. The words, all the colors and the nuance of words, it is an amazing gift to be able to share the smell of honeysuckle or morning fog in words. The intimacy of a kiss between lovers with words. The beauty of an ocean sunset or the intricacy of a snowflake. Just the right words. Perfectly chosen, delicately placed. It's in the detail. Have you watched an artist work a painter? I would love to be able to see the world like a painter sees. Did anybody see that last pet portrait that Ron Pelt posted on Facebook? Oh my goodness, that beautiful little dog, it was amazing. Ron didn't miss a single hair. There must be a thousand shades of grays and browns, tans and whites and blacks, every single hair perfect. It's in the details. Have you observed someone caring for an elderly parent? All the details, all the patience and the tenderness, answering that same question over and over and over and over again with kindness every time, preparing the meal, changing the television station, making up the bed, setting out the clothes, kindness, compassion, love, it's in the details. Have you seen somebody caring for the poinsettias at Park Road Baptist Church? <laughs> it's in the details. The gospel writer knew the importance of the details, and he spells it out for us. The birth of Jesus took place in this way. It's in the details. Let me read it for you. Now, the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. Listen to all the details in this story. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, now that's a curious detail, she was found to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. But now maybe we understand why, from this unexpected detail, why that first detail was necessary. Her husband Joseph being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace. Now that word and is an important detail. You see, some would have thought it their righteous duty, in fact, to expose such an infidelity. So this is an interesting detail. 
that in his righteousness, Joseph planned to divorce her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. That's an interesting coincidence, isn't it? That detail. The angel said, Joseph, son of David. Now don't miss the importance of this detail. David was the greatest king of Israel. So the fatherhood of Joseph should not be taken for granted. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her, an intimate detail, is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, not a child, a son. This is the first gender reveal party ever. And you are to name him Jesus. Another unusual detail, the son was not to be named after his father as the normal custom. The name is actually the Hebrew word Yeshua, not Jesus. Yeshua, Joshua, which literally means for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill. Now here's an interesting and important detail for the Jewish writer, Matthew, who spends his entire gospel story trying to prove that Jesus is the long-awaited Jewish Messiah. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall become pregnant and give birth to a son. Now, I wish I had more time to talk this morning about this interesting detail and Matthew's interpretation of the prophet Isaiah because Isaiah's word does not refer to sexual virginity, a detail which has nonetheless become very important over the centuries to many Christians. But it's a detail we do not have time to detail this morning. I'm sorry. And they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And this is the most important detail in the story. God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He followed all the detail. Joseph took Mary as his wife, but had no marital relations with her. This may be a little TMI, you know, too much information, but it's another interesting detail. Until she had given birth to a son, and Joseph named him Jesus. You have heard the ancient detailed story. Now you need to understand that it would have been easy for the gospel writers just to say God came to earth in Jesus who began to preach and teach and heal. And when the people question, wait now, God, Jesus, how? Tell us more. You know, the preachers could have just said, oh, that's not for us to know. God works in mysterious ways. Only believe. That is how it works in some religious traditions. Don't ask the questions. But we get painstaking detail. And it is in all the details that the story gets real. Not only in scripture, which comes to life with legitimacy because it is grounded in the intricacies of real life, in the details. But even more than that, the story gets real when we find ourselves in the story. Our details in this story. The Christian story 
our theology is pretty audacious if you really think about it. It's unique among the religions. We have to know that the basic heart of our story, this incarnation of God through Jesus, is offensive to many. God comes to earth, pitches a tent with us, in us, as one of us, God, God as one of us, as the hymn says, condescending to earth. And that's exactly the problem for people of some religions. God would not, could not condescend. That's what it means to be God, is to be above all of this stuff down here. God doesn't stoop. God would certainly not be born into ethically questionable circumstances, live in poverty, challenge the status quo, mock the powers that be to the point of execution. God doesn't die. But those are precisely the details we have been given. Now we can question the details of Scripture. I think we should. That's what gives theology its intellectual integrity, but the center will hold. In Jesus, we find the meaning of Emmanuel. God is with us in human flesh. It's in the details. Now, in life, there are those metaphorical forests and the proverbial trees. When we look back on the course of life, it's the forest we see. As our son, who has toiled through four detailed years of medical school, says, med students like to say, the years are short, but the days are very, very long. As we look back, it's the forest, the broad, sweeping expanse of time, but in each day, each moment, it's the individual trees that give life its meaning. And that relationship may be a direct proportion, meaning the more detail you can take in, the more life you can get out. The more detail you can take in, the more life you can get out. We do not live in general. We live in the specifics of each day, moment by moment, experience by experience. Life comes one detail at a time. Are we looking? Are we listening? The birth of the Messiah, the story, took place in this way. It's in the details. The question today is, can we see the details? Look, look, look at the details. Can we live the details? How closely, closely are you paying attention? Did you see God in that last meteor shower we had? For the heavens declare the glory of God. Did you see Jesus? Did you miss him down at the corner this morning? Stringy hair and dirty clothes asking for a little help? For if you have done it to the least of these, you have done it unto me. Did you sense the presence of spirit? Holy spirit when the strings played this morning. Be still and know that I am God. It's in the details. For the last four months, 48 of you have taken envelopes 
and gone out and shared five $20 bills that were inside. You've shared it in small ways. You've shared with us many of the details. You helped to clean up the ocean. You bought bicycles for needy children. You provided support for a family of immigrants. You surprised that kind cashier at the Walmart who had been so helpful with the elderly woman waiting in line in front of you. And you blessed that elderly attendant at the door of Lowe's. You know, the grandmother who should have been home playing cards with her friends or watching TV or enjoying her grandchildren, but who instead is still working every day just trying to put bread on her table. You have shared your faith in the details. Now, the story can be told in generalities as a grand narrative, but maybe that's the problem when we try to impress faith through doctrinal beliefs. These are broad generalities like, you know, we believe in the Trinity. What? We need to understand why statements like that make so little sense to many people. But if we could get behind the generalities to the originating experiences that led someone to need to make that statement in the first place, we did experience God in the meteor shower. We did feel her in the humanity of the stringy-haired homeless woman on the corner of Park and Woodlawn. We did feel something truly divine in the music. So Trinity, oh yeah, it's in the details. Our amazing story. The bold and audacious story of Christmas, God coming to earth in human touch, only makes sense in the details. In this way, the story of Jesus and your story too, it's in the details. May it be so. Amen. As Russ shared a little of what he was going to say today, my thoughts turned to a group of people probably mostly not represented in this room today and the details that it takes to live their lives. So this prayer of intercession today may not be so much about you, but I tried to think through the details of what it would be like to live in poverty. So let us pray. Utility bills, water bills, doctor bills, trying to figure out which ones have to be paid, can be paid, could be put off, knowing that that bill that is put off will circle back around and we'll have to figure out utility bills, water bills, Dr. Bills, which one to pay? How to arrange for a food pantry pickup. And then selecting the food that best suits the needs of your family. You need gas for the run-down car that needs so much repair that you pray at every red light that it doesn't break down right then and there trying to find bus passes, 
and then trying to figure out the details of how to get across town and uh, allow enough time for four bus transfers to get just a few miles away. The paperwork, oh, the paperwork to find the resources that are needed. The social worker you have to meet with and be accountable to. The menial labor jobs that many are working that are often outside in the cold. Finding shelter for tonight that will be different from the shelter last night and will be different from the shelter tomorrow night. Keeping a warm coat and not leaving it somewhere that it will get stolen. Keeping thick socks and trying to keep them clean. Knowing that a scarf and a hat would just be such a bonus. Keeping a job while tending children without help. Helping the children get their homework done when you're just too tired or ill-equipped to truly help them learn. The details, the details, the tiring, endless details that it takes to be poor in our world, O oh God. So hear us as we pray, that we might be so attentive to the many, many needs of your people, that perhaps we could be bold enough to be the answers to some of these prayers. Give us love in our hearts that we might answer prayer ourselves, knowing that that kind of love comes from you. Amen. It is time to always be faithful, always be ready to give of who we are and what we have. You have done so, so graciously this year, all year long, and even here in the end, we know that you will come through in ways that are important and meaningful that we might be a part of answering people's prayer in this place. So knowing what we've done and what is yet to do, let us stand and sing our doxology as our prayer of thanksgiving. <laughs> 